This is the Prima Fetishista. You're listening to the Fetish Dynasty podcast. Greetings, Kingsters. This is episode four of the Fetish Dynasty podcast. In this episode, we hear part two of my chat with Kink Engineering, and following that, a conversation with 3XL about his new ebook, Rubber Life. In episode three, I began my conversation with newly crowned Miss Rubber World, Archean, and mad scientist from Kink Engineering. We covered a range of topics, including the growth of their business, the trials and tribulations therein, and the growing latex knockoff phenomenon. The last part of our conversation continues now. Thanks again to them both. So on a, on a more personal um, note about fetishes and stuff, how did you, what, what's your personal story about uh, rubber fetish, Matt? Um, I <clears throat> didn't really know about my latex fetish until I saw Madonna's Human Nature video in 19-whatever, yep. 80-something, uh, at which point I think my brain just exploded. <laughs> um, I saw that and just thought, what the hell is going on here and why am I reacting to it in this way? And it was, I think that was right around the time that I was going through puberty as well and it was just that got all coupled and tied together and mm-hmm. that was that. And um, uh, ever since uh, the, the sort of second skin shiny um, um, fetish was, was really there. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's... Uh, a lot, a lot of it is visual, so I really enjoy latex on my partner. Uh, yeah. And then there's also, I, I enjoy the, the sensation side of it. So that's why the vac bed is such a big thing for me. It's when someone else is using it, it's very visual, uh, mm-hmm. very fun to play with. And then on my side, I quite like the envelopment and um, uh, sensory deprivation. And um, the, the f- it's a full body hug sensation. So it's absolutely very hard to feel unloved when you're being touched from all directions you know um, i hear you yeah and 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 that also ties into a lot of a lot of trust and a lot of um power exchange that is you know a really you know i really think everyone should take a trip into the fetish scene with their relationships because you find out a lot more about how you work together as a couple when you start absolutely having to rely on each other to to do these things and for safety and for all of this so yeah, so so you just so you just you saw the video, you discovered this part of you. How did that sort of manifest itself as you became a young adult, and and um, did you find partners that were willing to to do it, or was it a secret for a long time? Um, it was a long time coming uh, to find partners who. Um, uh, I was a bit of a late bloomer anyway. I was a real nerd in high school. Uh, Join the club. As well, as opposed to now where I'm, I'm a nerd. It just, you know, once... You're a geek now. Yeah. <laughs> beyond a certain age, nerdiness just totally works. Uh, Absolutely. As long as you're still <laughs> rel- relatively good at dealing with people. I mean, there's a certain amount of, you know... Yeah. You can't live in the uh, Star Wars mentality all the time. Nope. Um, but yeah, high school, you know, wasn't the most popular guy or anything like that. Didn't really have a lot of girlfriends. And certainly that wasn't going to be where I was going to explore that. Um, but in the later years of university, there were some girlfriends that um, were a little bit more adventurous. And we explored a little bit, um, you know, a little bit of like saran wrap and um, throwing some plastic wrap down on the bed and a whole bunch of like lube and that kind of stuff. And that that was really good to, to start opening that up. Mm-hmm. Um but it really wasn't until uh, I got together with Marika where um, um, we really opened up. I think the relationship before Marika, I was going out with someone who was wonderful in every way except that she was completely vanilla. Yep. Um, and, it, and it just was my downfall. I realized that I had to make a decision to pursue that uh, part of my, my sexuality or I wasn't going to be happy. Uh, That's a tough, tough yeah. decision. I've, I've made it before. Yeah, and uh, and I also realized that it, that it wasn't probably not a good idea to just seek out someone who had that fetish and that was great because you also need to find a partnership, you know. Yeah. Um, so I did see some signs early on in Marika just from, from meeting her and knowing her and, 
you know, looking at her Facebook profile, there was, you know, she wore a few, um, as she said, yeah, you're kind of a, kind of a glam girl, kind of a, like in right. high school. So she had some pictures of her in some various PC things and whatnot. And I was like, that kind of lines up. I think there's something there. There's a little check box that's getting yep. off here. Yeah. Matt actually knew <laughs> that I was kinky before I knew that I was kinky. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, we're good at noticing these things. Yeah. So I mean, it, it was a lot of uh, of failed attempts at at trying to bring that into relationships that that led me to, you know, enter into the fetish side of the relationship a little bit more slowly and with with more training wheels than than before, um, gotcha. which worked out until, of course, you know, my her first latex experience was a vac bed, but right, <laughs> yeah. And and do you do you remember the first time she wore a cat suit? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> isn't that isn't that just I mean, I, you can probably picture that moment even now. Well, uh, I what's... cried. <laughs> I, cr I totally cried. I wow. had never felt more sexy in my entire life. Um, it was it was amazing. It's uh, my trans black Libidex princess cut catsuit with the little boobies yep. on it. And um, I put it on for the first time and looked at myself in the mirror and went, wow, I am yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> but I would like to bring up that we were planning to go to a fetish party that night, and we never made it out to the fetish party. Not for the reason of, oh my god, I have to get her pants off. Uh, right. For the reason that it took us so long to figure out how to put the damn cat suit on. And no, oh, no. I made the mistake of lubing up the um, the bottom of the feet yeah. inside the cat suit as well. Oh. So as soon as I put it, like put some yep. heels on. I started sliding around in my heels. Which were open-toed, so she was starting to ooze out the front of the open toes like a, one of those salute. Like, oh, uh, like an overstuffed yeah. sausage? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Never lube the bottom of the feet. Yeah. No, no. That's why, you, that's why you never put armor all in your steering wheel. It's just not a... Yeah. <laughs> We did. We didn't. You know, it's it's really fun to look back at some of the, the early experiences we had and see how far we've come, uh, and how much we've had to learn to to make our fetishes make sense. I think people don't understand that as well. That you you look at pornographic images and it's like, wow, that's hot. That girl's suspended, and you know she's got a, a hook in her ass, and that's just amazing. And you, then if you really understand how much setup there is to do that and how short a time period it is to to do a scene like that um right. and and what it takes to make that scene for a photo and what it takes to make that scene as a real scene uh, are very yeah. different um because i think a lot of people especially with the internet allowing people access to their fetishes before they have access to another person to share it with Mm -hmm. um, we tend to get caught up in the extreme. I, uh, there's a lot of people out there, I think, who you know want to try mummification right out of the gates with yeah. with their first girlfriend, and it, it's just not yikes, not yeah. a great idea. Baby steps. Yeah, yeah. So, Marika, um, did you have any inkling about latex before you tried the vac bed? I mean, had you? Do you remember think when you were younger seeing it and going, well, "That's interesting"? Or did you? <laughs> Do you have any idea? Um, not so much latex. Um, I was uh, I, I I didn't know that latex existed until probably Maddie and I started dating. Um, I mm -hmm. I was always a PVC person, and you know what? I probably just thought that latex was PVC because that's what I knew. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually spent my first ever paycheck um, on a pair of PVC pants when I was in high school. I was uh, 15 years old, working under the table. And um, my first like 150 bucks that I ever earned was those shiny black pants. And I wore them to school every day. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome. <laughs> I, I sort of toned it down a little bit because I, um, I went into engineering as well. And, um, you know, you, you kind of get the, the gothy glamminess beaten out of you a little bit in engineering. Yeah. I still had a, a good deal of that. I think on my second date with Matt, I wore a little bondage skirt or something. And I, I was so clueless because I was wearing all of this clothing and I didn't really know even what bondage meant. I, I've always been a little bit naive sexually. <laughs> yeah, I look wow. down, she's wearing a kilt and it's got D-rings all over it. And she You're says, like, oh, it's my bondage skirt. And I'm like... This is awesome. <laughs> totally. I met the right girl. Yeah. Finally. I was like, I was right. Oh, my God. But I, I don't, Marika didn't really 
uh, she didn't know that side of herself. So yeah, right. and it's, I, it's actually I had, really enjoyable to introduce her to a lot of things. And I had uh, dated I a lot of guys who were painfully vanilla, and I had sort of tried to test the waters, but they really weren't into it. So when I met Matt, I was really open to anything. Right. And he was just so positive and supportive and fun. And it, it was just hard to not fall in love with him and fall in love with kink all at the same time. Great. Yeah. That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have, um, if, if I'm just thinking back in high school, if there was a girl that would, was wearing PVC pants all the time, I don't know if my little, poor little teenager brain could have handled it. <laughs> yeah. I had PVC pants, corsets, purple hair, and a big furry pimp coat with like eight inch platform shoes and I'd walk around the halls like that. Oh, and little kitty ears. Wow. We clearly <laughs> went to different high schools. <laughs> it was all about um, lumberjack jackets and, and uh, it was the big, the, the grunge scene out here. Oh yeah. <laughs> the opposite, the antithesis of shiny. Marika's a little younger than us though. So, okay. but yeah, I, <laughs> I think, guess... I think when I first met Marika, I must've seen the aura of that former persona coming through mm -hmm. just shining out and I was like there's Absolutely. something here it was that one photo on Facebook that I just randomly threw up you know and he saw yeah. it and went ding and that was that so how did you meet <laughs> <laughs> for the full story uh, we actually did a podcast uh, on darts domain and Marika tells the full story but the, oh, cool. it's, okay. the it's shortened really, version it's a really long story yeah the shortened version is I was in uh, a musical and she tried to slap my ass while I was on stage. I was very drunk at the time, to be fair, which doesn't make me sound any better. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll just, I, we'll leave that to people's imaginations to fill in the blanks. Uh, yeah. There, there was sort of a, a long and um, bizarre romantic courtship that involved um, fake blood and PVC clothing and a little bit of Monty Python. Yeah, typical, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> to that's to make awesome. sense of the fake blood, I was in a musical called Evil Dead the Musical, so. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Well, that's okay, you don't have to justify well, anything. No. You know, let's... <laughs> well, I don't want people to get <laughs> the impression that you can bring out the fake blood horror scenes on the first date. No. It's definitely no, third date. It really depends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, you recently threw a fetish party called Origin. Yes. So uh, how, what, what was the, uh, the beginning of that? How did it go? Uh, where was it? When was it? Tell me, tell me about that. Uh, well, that was an idea that we had um, at the Church Street Fetish Fair um, back in August. We were sipping drinks and talking about what makes a fetish party successful. And um, we said, you know what, like a successful fetish party is something that happens very infrequently, like once a year. And wouldn't it be yep. cool if we had like a latex fetish party? Um, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. And it was fantastic. It was really, really well received. We actually had it at um, a new dungeon space in Toronto called the Subspace Dungeon Studio. Um, it's uh, about you know, 1500 square foot space um, nice. out in the West End. Um, that's just a dungeon space. There's not really a dance floor or anything. Like it's just a play space. And we made the dress code latex mandatory. And if you didn't Good. have latex, you had to buy latex at the door. We had little wristbands for sale. Thank you. And yep. we had um, five vacuum bondage devices. We had two vac beds, one vac cube, uh, one vac tower, and then sort of a volcano-shaped vac tower that we call the Pythagoras. And at, <laughs> we brought out all the prototypes that night. Yeah, yeah and awesome. at, at quite a few points in the night, all five items were in use. It was did insane. You, did you ever step back and just look at what you did and just go, my God. I certainly yeah. did, yeah. Like, this is awesome. Uh, it was really, actually, again, my favorite part of that night was we had uh, some people email us in advance of the event and say, I've had this latex fetish for a long time, and I've bought some stuff, but I've never gone out to a party, and I was thinking about coming out, and but I don't know if I'll know anyone. And it was so almost sweet to, to be able to to 
give these people their first introduction to going out and being part of a community like that. Uh, and we said, oh, like, come, find us. You know, you know what we look like when you come to the door. Find us, and and we'll introduce you to some people. And you know, we didn't spend all night with these people we didn't know, but we made yeah. sure when they showed up at the party, it wasn't huge. It was about what eighty people there. Um, something like that, yeah. So, That's a we, good number, though. It, it was a it was a good party, yeah, and uh, yeah. it filled the space uh, very nicely. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, we introduced them to some people and just got them talking to a few people and left them on their own and checked in once yeah. in a while. But you know, we tried to make it a really friendly environment where there was no scene drama and uh, yeah. Um, and, 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 and everyone we, had this shared. Everyone was wearing latex, so no one yeah. could be embarrassed about wearing latex. You know, even yeah. if someone showed up at the door, uh, you know, wearing all. We had one of our friends show up wearing nothing but leather, and we're like, "I'm sorry, you have to buy a wristband." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, but you know, I have latex at home. Like, well, why didn't you wear it? Why it's like, didn't you? Uh, wear it? Uh, I really wanted to wear this harness, and it's a long story. So yeah. Here's the five. <laughs> here's the five bucks for the wristband. You know. And yeah, what's really great. Um, we actually incentivized everybody to do crazy things with latex in a couple ways. We had um, like eight different prizes that we gave out for uh, best outfits. And mm -hmm. actually what we did with the best outfits was we made um, four different categories for best outfits. Um, two for best female outfit, two for best male, but we did best store-bought and best homemade outfit. Cool. Um, because I've always found that you can't really compare the two, and we really wanted to reward people who, you know, made their own stuff. And mm. we've had, mm -hmm. like, the Latex Gonzo Award for the weirdest latex outfit. Um, <laughs> which is one by uh, uh, Droidsy, who made a latex inflatable squid bustle with a uh, deep-sea diver headband. Uh, it, it really hurt my brain. Dear Lord. Yeah, it, it looked like an octopus was attacking her brain all night. It was spectacular. Um, I've had hangovers like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was nice. Great. It was great to really give back to the, the community and um, mm -hmm. you know help grow the, the Toronto latex community, um, which is becoming a really vibrant latex community now. Um, Absolutely. See. Sort of stealing, maybe stealing the spotlight a little bit away from Montreal, where it's yeah. sort of mecca. Well, we'll hard, take it. <laughs> hard to compete with Montreal because they really are a latex mecca. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we have a lot of the the earmarks that make Montreal special. You know, we have quite a vibrant um, um, community of companies in Toronto now that are supplying the market. Um, right. You know, having Polymorph in Montreal is what really helps build it. You know, this, Absolutely. Uh, and now with Ego Assassin and us and um, um, Latex Eva, Latex Works. Uh, Latex Works, yeah. Uh, so there's at least three companies within Toronto, as well as a bunch of smaller uh, entities um, that are springing into existence now. Um, we're finding that the community is now growing around us, which is great. Right. Well, behind any, any big you know, party, there's a, usually a, a manufacturer or designer that's sort of behind oh. it, you know, Polymorph in Montreal, yeah. Fetish Factory in Fort Lauderdale, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Although uh, Vancouver appears to have quite a growing latex scene as well. Uh, it's getting there. We, we are, we're working with a couple of companies out there that, that are they're growing quite nicely, um, yeah. that, that are buying, buying rubber from us and, and doing some great work. Um, yeah. So, I... Yeah, yeah that... The, the parties here, it's almost, it's almost to a point where there's enough people that actually own latex and can come out and actually make a decent party. I mean, it's, it's a really long, slow, painful process. There's a lot of emphasis here on um, sort of goth and, and BDSM and that sort of thing. But as far as actual pure latex fetish fashion, it's still, still in its sort of infancy. So hopefully, you know... That Watch out, that can change pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, Toronto was in that state maybe three years ago when we were getting yeah. started. We'd show up at a party wearing latex and people would be like, what is this magical material oh, you're wearing? Yeah. What yeah. is that? And we're like, what do you mean? <laughs> How can you not know what this is? I mean... This old thing? Yeah. Yeah, may maybe you haven't worn latex, but it's pretty bizarre yeah. to have someone who's in a, in a fetish scene not even know what it is. It kind of yeah. blew our brains. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So are you going to throw more parties? Once Next year, again. yeah. Yep. It yep. was a lot of work. Um, you know, yes. uh, in, in the end, we, I, think we, I think from 
the uh, just selling tickets at the door, we did really well. We made I think two hundred dollars. You know, after all <laughs> yeah. the expenses, uh, and oh, yeah. and on a labor per, of love. Uh, yeah, and you know, we we figured it out per hour. It was something like twenty five cents an hour. You know, so it was really good. Um, but uh, but what a party! But what a party! Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it was really good. It, it helped promote our business, and and it was just. It was just amazing yeah. to bring all the people together, right? Like, like we we were really happy to throw. We, I mean, it was like throwing a big house party, right? You you don't do it right. for for money; you do it out of love. Yeah. And uh, so we've decided to do that once a year. Uh, right. The, the promoter of the the of the space, uh, Craig, who runs Subspace and Torture Garden, was like, "Oh, we should run this every month." And we're like, "Well, if we ran it every month, it wouldn't be as unique, and we'd die no. of exhaustion." Yeah. Well, you would get burnt out, and yeah. and it's possible that the community would get a little burnt out too right yeah yeah I mean, so it's a, sort of a special event yeah it's better we'd rather do things right and do a little bit less of it and i mean that's mm-hmm. uh, that's our mentality with everything we'd la- rather take our time and do things really really well uh than than spread ourselves too thin gotcha yeah so what, what what's uh what's in the future for for kink engineering what are you just going to try to continue to grow and and expand and just Im- improve and get more efficient and well, uh, right now we're gearing up for uh, Miss Rubber Worlds um, in January, and um, we've we've got a strong, strong um, team working on my Miss Rubber World uh, performance. So that's kind of occupying most of our time. And then um, we want to obviously we mentioned uh, Rubberlesque, so we want to start building that. And I'd I'd mm-hmm. like to see us go the way of doing um, more performance um, based stuff, doing some stage shows, but um, you know, obviously products first and everything like that. That that would right. that would be my dream. If I could spend, you know, my days touring around the world doing latex stage shows, win. You wouldn't be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I really think uh, the next Six months uh, is going to be about uh, developing new designs for us, um, just mm-hmm. preceding our move into our new space. Because our, uh, as soon as we get into our larger space, we'll be able to produce it at higher capacity. So yep. having a big, bigger inventory of things that people can uh, can drool over and, and get excited about is going to be really important. So yeah. uh, I'm trying to stay ahead on orders right now and just really uh, let the brain juices fly on uh, onto the graph paper and see what I can come up with um there's a lot of things that i've actually ha- i have half or three quarters design right now because i'm always picking up the 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 design tools and then putting them down to actually get something done in the workshop yeah um you know we've had people uh, bugging us for sleep sacks for two years now because i built a few early on and i wasn't entirely satisfied with the design that i put out so i actually right. pulled them off the site uh, because I, wa- I wasn't entirely happy with it. Um, I built a few as prototypes, got feedback from people and said, okay, I know what I need to do to fix them. And then I just have not had the time to get to them till now. So I'm starting, I'm reopening that can of worms, getting it to doing more uh, hoods, doing some inflatables um, and uh, um, looking at doing a little bit more. There's some really creative things down the road, but I don't really want to talk about them until I'm sure I can yep. do them, right? So Absolutely. Uh, and then cool. we're going to be growing our inventory quite a bit as well. We're starting, like the sheet latex uh, side is starting to sell uh, trim, which I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're planning on getting a bunch of new colors in uh, once we do our move in May because our workshop is at capacity right now. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah. just well, growth. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you won't have to, you know, you can work on more than one thing at the same time without having to move this over here to get that in there and then That's exactly rearrange the your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, we hit a point where we, so. we needed enough inventory to, to run the sheeting and the, the fetish uh, products companies. We needed, you know, a couple of kilometers of latex to have all the various colors in enough stock that we can build, you know, several vac beds right. out of each and sell stock to people. Gotcha. Uh, and that just ate up a lot of room uh, in our current yeah. wor- workshop. So we're moving to about a triple the space um, oh, in wow. May. So we're going to be able to hold a lot more stock. And we'll actually be bringing in uh, a lot more tools of the trade at that point. We'll be bringing in like uh, zippers and and um, um, 
uh, grommets, and, grommets and, and rings and D-rings and, and all, all that kind of uh, peripheral stuff that you need to build stuff in our industry. Um, we're trying to just gather that together uh, so that people have a place where they can find it all. It's actually totally. a lot of my time is spent going to, a, you know, dozens of different manufacturers of things and trying to get hold of all, all of the bits and pieces uh, totally. at a reasonable price. Corset clasps and stuff like that. That's a exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Now, so what? Here, here we go with the the URL list. What if what? Are, puke out all your websites here. <laughs> no, <laughs> this try. one's all yours. Oh, we can try going back and forth. All right. Uh, www.kinkengineering.com is our mm -hmm. um, uh, website where we showcase our products uh, for bondage and uh, uh, latex fetish. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, are we actually going back? No, I'll just do them all. www.sheetlatex.com <laughs> uh, uh, is where we sell uh, latex sheeting uh, in uh, quantities as low as uh, one yard of uh, sheeting, uh, as yep. well as kits. Uh, we also sell uh, bedding there as well. We sell uh, bed fitted bed sheets, flat bed sheets, uh, and pillowcases, that kind of thing. Oh, very, very fun product. Yep. Uh, it's our, our personal favorite, actually. We've been playing with just our fitted bed sheet more than we have our vac bed lately because you can just lube that up and slide all over the place. It's like having five people in bed with you. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Like, multiply the number of people you have in bed by 2.5. That's what it feels like. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and uh, you can find the store that supports both of those sites at uh, elasticaengineering.com. Um, or either of those make... sites feed into them. So it's, we have one store that actually supports all of our products. Uh, so right. those are two brand-specific stores. And you can find photos of all our stuff on those sites. Uh, um, you can also purchase uh, the Necronomicocks on the Elastica Engineering uh, okay, store, right. which is our horror movie-inspired dildos. Uh, yeah, which are awesome. Actually, we don't actually make those ourselves. Those are some really good friends of ours who live in Toronto. Um, that I worked by, with back in my theater days. They're special effects artists. And uh, they came up with the concept of doing uh, horror movie-inspired uh, dildos. And their ideas were so good, but they didn't know how to get it from their brain to the marketplace. And so they came right. to me and said, look, you've done this. How do we do it? And we yeah. kind of took them under our wing and helped them get started. And man, are they making waves on the internet right now. Like they are They're cool. memeing all over the place. Uh, which is lovely because it brings people into our store, uh, yeah. and, and also it's it's lovely to see these artists actually making something really fun that that people are really excited about. And they've got yeah, it, uh, new stuff coming out. Uh, Boxing Day, uh, we'll have cool. uh, uh, new stuff coming out for them, and uh, and a sale on their stuff on the Elastic yeah, Engineering web store. It has a high WTF factor. It really is. If you haven't good. seen the Necronomicots, you really have to. <laughs> Until you've seen a uh, Kahulu based uh, dildo, you really haven't lived. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, uh, I'm going to stop it there, and I, I really thank you both for your time. I think it was a great conversation, and I wish you happy holidays and all the success in 2011. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you very much. Happy holidays to you, and thank you for having yeah. us on. Yeah, it was a lot okay, of fun. We'll you bet. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Re-XL is a European kinkster who created and continues to run the popular rubber fetish blog LustLoveLatex.com. He recently self-published a book called Rubber Life, which offers advice on, and I quote, how to live out the latex fetish lifestyle of your dreams. It is a great example of what can come about given the initiative and creativity of someone who is very passionate about the subject. I highly recommend the book if you are curious about the rubber lifestyle or your latex obsession and want advice and encouragement from someone who has paid his fetish dues, so to speak. I spoke with 3XL recently, and here's what we had to say. Welcome to the podcast. I trust all is well in your world? Yes, everything is brilliant. <laughs> That's really good. You've had a busy year so far. I did indeed. Uh, and uh, I have... Uh... A lot of truth is true at the moment with the book release, that is true. Mm -hmm. So before we talk about uh, your book, um, talk to me about your blog, that lustlovelatex.com. How did you get started with that? Well, 
I started my blog, um, it's about nine years ago, I think, uh, this year. And uh, it was started as uh, like a process I needed to have somebody to uh, talk to and tell about my uh, coming out experience as being a uh, fetishist that lived in a closet and uh, was just hiding uh, who I was. So I started to write some of my thoughts, uh, what I was going through. Um, and that kind of like brought me to uh, robberies.net and uh, there I was talking to a lot of people and, uh, and then I just felt like I need some, some channel and just started to write it up on uh, a blogger service and then my uh, blog was uh, born. Right. Now did you, um, did you pick up advertising right away or how long did that process take? I think that took like uh, half a year or something like that right? before so. I uh, made it commercial. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, it was half a year, uh, maybe maybe even more a year, a year after. When I got my own domain, it was not before that. Right. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've obviously been a follower for, for quite a while and, and uh, subscribed to your RSS feeds. And if people don't know what they are, they should go out and find out because they're really handy. <laughs> that's true so, totally so what's what's been the most um enjoyable part of doing your blog i think uh the thing that has been like a, a key to the community and uh a door opener mm -hmm. um, for me personally and uh um that that people they feel they uh they know me because they read my blog and uh, they can relate to me mm -hmm. and they know what i'm about so uh, it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty nice that I can uh, show up in uh, a lot of uh, places and and people just come over and say hi. I just read your blog and that was a good one. That one, the yeah, one you wrote there and that was really interesting. And they come and tell about themselves and uh, I can't say so much because they already know everything about me. Right? Yeah. There's nothing. There's no secrets anymore. Oh, so. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. uh, but that's all, always interesting. I really enjoy meeting uh, other fetishists from uh, around the world and uh, mm -hmm. trying to uh, relate to the where they are in their life. Right. Now, have you ever had a uh, problem with sort of because you show your face and you're not you know there's no secret about what you do? Have you ever had a problem with uh, in the public life? Never. Never. Yeah. Yeah, that's fortunate, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, think about that. I mean, I have a thousand people on my blog every day. Yeah. And uh, I have never, ever been recognized. Yeah, isn't that Outside something? the sea. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it's a kind of a sobering thought, too, for people that, you know, you're not necessarily, our, our community is, is very, um, there's a lot of communication within it, but outside it, I don't think people even know it exists. Exactly. Yeah, which is kind of nice, you know. It is. So. And uh, also, uh, I mean, yeah, they're, 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 with all those people and, uh, I mean, I, I, don't have, I don't have links from sites that's not relevant to, mm. uh, to, to, to the outside scene. So uh, I, I, it's just only people that are interesting that uh, find their way to my blog. Mm -hmm. And they're interested in the subject and uh, therefore they don't mind it at all of course <laughs> right totally now if people have um things they want to bring to your attention can they just email you from your from your blog site yeah sure they can uh, and a lot of people do uh, always w welcome to email me with the uh, news and stuff mm -hmm. they see here or i have certain uh, a lot of people that also send me a uh, report from events and right. uh, stuff i really like to uh, post uh, stuff from other communities than my, my own naturally so uh, mm -hmm. yeah gotcha. they always welcome to uh, send me some news gotcha okay now um when did you meet uh, latex kitty i think i made uh, latex kitty when the start of uh, 2007 okay um we met at uh, at a party in uh, germany right and uh it really clicked really fast and uh yeah, I was just uh, out of my uh, my previous marriage, mm. and uh, it was just a dream come true uh, right away. I mean, mm -hmm. 
it was just uh i mean when you meet in the scene that is really special i think because absolutely uh that was <laughs> i actually never told her that i was into latex hmm. interesting but just being in that environment uh you know there's a certain understanding <laughs> if you i mean, mean it was pretty clear we yeah. were both wearing latex as we met so <laughs> There was not even a d discussion about that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's that's really great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, you and I, I don't know, we're probably around the same vintage. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, after a long time of relationships where there's just, it's the, the fetish is always like the main, the main issue. Mm. It's so great to finally be with somebody that suddenly it's it's something fun. Like they actually look forward to it, enjoy it. Ugh. Yeah, and you don't have to uh, explain anything. You don't have to explain why. Or mm -hmm. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to. You just you can just be yourself. Totally. And now and she's that is, uh, yeah. Well, she's turned into you know a designer. She's making her. Did she do that before you met? Yeah, she had been working for a couple of years uh, okay. before I met her as a <coughs> latex designer for a latex vendor in Berlin. Okay. So she was doing uh, her own cat suits and stuff like that when I met her. Perfect. <laughs> so you're that just is like, very nice. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're like, you know what? You, me and you, we need to get together. <laughs> yeah. Let's go for coffee. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. So, uh, so obviously your your rubber life has uh, you know took a very nice turn, and which In for, yeah, which brings us to your book. Yeah, rubber <laughs> life. So. Um, which has just uh, recently been released. When did it actually become available for sale? It was actually on the 20th of uh, January. Okay, so three days ago. Yeah. During, during today. Uh, so why why did you write the book? Well, um, I was in the process of coming out uh, when I started my blog, and uh, I was talking to a lot of people. And I was going through uh, all a lot of uh, issues I dealt with and trying to uh, uh, put that on my blog and talk about it. And uh, I got a huge reaction from that because I, I found out that as somebody also has a slogan, you are not alone with this. And uh, so, so therefore, when, when I kind of like made it to uh, and, and came out and was out in the scene, uh, I think it was around five years ago, I had that idea that, you know, why is there not a book that you can just buy and get all these tips on how it is to go to the scene, what you need, and mm -hmm. what to wear, and where to find people. Uh, what is this latex fetish, and what does it mean to me, and how can I explain it to people around me, and how do I realize it myself and come to terms with it? Uh, I just wish there was a book uh, I could have just brought and uh, purchased, and then uh, it would have been much more easy to go about it. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, you know, that book doesn't exist, so why don't I write that <laughs> and make that? Yeah, that's, that's really great. And um, so the idea was just lying there for some years. I mean, uh, it, you know, you always get some ideas, and some of them you write up, and... Uh, <laughs> At some point, you just yeah go around and you 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 just feel okay. Now is the right time to do that, and I just uh, took it off the the hard disk again and looked at it and I refined it and started working with it like six months ago and mm, okay. Then I ended up with this uh, book, almost a hundred pages. So yeah. um, I'm very proud of the size of the book. I think it's it's something that uh, I'm coming around in a lot of different. Uh, areas that mm -hmm. people uh, find useful right yeah i i quite enjoyed um how easy it was to read i like i really think the layout um is quite favorable to you know casual reading but it's it still has a lot of really great content thank you yeah glad you enjoyed it <laughs> yeah and the photography of course is um there are some really obvious examples of very talented uh people in it as well so the eye candy yeah. aspect is good. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, I have naturally through my blog and uh, through my friendship with uh, photographers uh, access to uh, a lot of pictures and uh, they have been very gracefully uh, lending me uh, a lot of their uh, 
great shots. So, uh, mm-hmm. so, so that was uh, I was really fortunate to to have the cooperation of so many uh, photographers for my book, and and th- I, I really wanted to also make something that was visually, mm-hmm. because to me that is uh, like yeah, ninety percent of the fetish, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, um, for people who aren't familiar with uh, the book, uh, what kind of uh, things do you talk about, and 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 uh, topics do you cover? Well, <clears throat> I first of all I, I talk about uh, uh, the relationship between uh, the fetish, uh, latex, and yourself, and uh, where it's from, and how uh, it turns you on, and you know, finding out what what you're into, and giving you some words and some uh, definitions uh, that enable you uh, to talk about it. And uh, furthermore, I'm going, also going into the latex wardrobe, um, what to buy first and how you uh, find the right size and uh, what is the difference between uh, molded latex and glued latex and uh, everything you need to, uh, to build your own latex wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, how to uh, to care for it, and uh, how to uh, dress up and clean it, and store it, and everything around that. <clears throat> but furthermore, I'm uh, what I think is like the the biggest thing for me is the coming out thing, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm dealing with uh, self acceptance and how to tell others, and you know how to come out for the first time and let. Other people knows that this year you are into this and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I can I can still remember the first time I went out. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was just I had so large butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, mm-hmm. and then compare that to today, where it's just like it's just another day out, and there's <laughs> nothing weird about it, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I you know the thing that I always was amazed by because I you know I would put on like latex pants or a shirt and go out to the uh, just a regular club you know this is like 12 years ago and and um I was surprised about how many people just didn't really seem to care you know they didn't even look at me really they're just kind of like uh that's weird whatever and then other people would want to come up and and touch it and and uh got a few people that would just be like you know what the fuck (laughs) yeah so but yeah. mostly, you know, when you are walking uh, in the street wearing latex and looking very shiny, hmm. I mean, they don't see it as you see it at yeah. any moment. I mean, it's only you who has the fetish. So uh, they don't have that. They don't find it instantly erotic, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't True. turn them on. It's just a visual thing. And they just say, oh, there's a guy. He's shiny. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and, and, and that's just it. And they can just say, uh-huh. And or they can, worst case, they're going to say something or just yeah. look the other way or something like that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. I mean, you know, we're, we're fortunate as rubber fetishists that it's, it's, you know, it's moderately sort of acceptable publicly. You know, if, if you've heard to see someone walking around, like a guy walking around in a full-on uh, pantyhose suit, that would be, you know, <laughs> there'd be few people who would really wonder what was going on. Mm. But because there's so much rubber and stuff in the in the media, and and that's uh, a little bit a little bit easier probably to come out. Well, I think that people are getting uh, more curious about it uh, from that media exposure. But, but still, I mean, I don't think that you you it's going to be something that you see in the in in the mainstream like in the mainstream fashion store. I remember was it a, like. When when Topshop had some in London, I mean, it was just hanging there. I mean, because I was over there checking it out, and 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 it was just hanging there. It, it they didn't buy it. Yeah. yeah. Because it's I mean, latex requires a lot of the the wear. I mean, you you need mm-hmm. to you need to shine it. You need to powder it. You need to do all these kind of things that comes to the care, and you need to afterwards you need to treat it specially. And it's also different to wear than normal fabrics so mm-hmm. i think i think it's 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 never really something that's going to be an everyday use mm-hmm. item for anyone right. i don't think that's possible i mean yeah i mean leather is so much more comfortable compared to latex so 
Yeah. That's why you see leather pants can 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 uh, be a mainstream things and stuff like that. Yeah. But <laughs> not where we are. <laughs> I don't think that you're gonna see that with latex pants as, no. at any moment. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see that, but you know, <laughs> I mean, we can't have it all, right? We don't want it to become too popular. <laughs> do we? Do we? Do we want that? I mean, exactly. I, I yeah. So sometimes, sometimes I think I mean uh, we should have been more fortunate and have like a gene fetish or something like that, you know, a demon yeah. fetish. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I'm quite pleased that there's sort of a recent um, thigh high boots craze going on, which is quite enjoyable. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then again, they need to they need to uh, enjoy it while they can because you know it's yeah. it's just it's just fashion. So that's change, and then it's going to come back in twenty yeah. years something. Yeah. Like that, right? But meanwhile, the hardcore will still be doing the same things. That is true. <laughs> now, uh, another side of the book is uh, that I'm talking a lot about is the community and that mm. uh, what what you can get from from the community and. Uh, um, the the scene here where I'm from in Denmark Copenhagen, uh, we had a, a very uh, well established scene compared to the size of our city and our country. Uh, so I think I was very fortunate uh, when I came out that I actually had a fetish club that I could go to straight away, right. and there was already a lot of people that was organized. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that a lot of other people would have problems there because uh, if you are uh, far out on the country and you're sitting there alone with yourself and it, it can be a really uh, a issue mm -hmm. for many people yeah absolutely yeah i mean i remember sort of discovering all this stuff about uh, i would say about 17 years ago and uh, at the time you know the only i just sort of had an idea what what turned me on and and uh, i sat down at a computer for the first time and sort of discovered this thing called the World Wide Web. <laughs> and one of the first things I searched for was, uh, you know, latex clothing. And I found this website, which showed some pictures on it. And I just, it, it was, I still remember everything about that room. It was just etched in my memory, like a brand. It was very, and, and I didn't, at the time, I had no idea where you even would begin, you know, to go find people who liked it. And it was years before I actually even, met another person who had the same fetish mm. so you know I, I i feel good about the people discovering it nowadays especially with the internet it's so much easier to realize that you're not alone so yeah but i mean the online community is is growing and growing and growing um together with the technology of course uh the more uh, technology that comes out in the hands of the, the people and the more easier it becomes to create a blog or create a community or a bulletin board or whatever i mean mm -hmm. with all the self-publishing and uh of web blogs and uh, it is so easy to make a website today yeah. i mean like 10 years ago Forget it. I mean, yep. there was no such thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and the websites back then were fairly simple too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, today uh, it's it's getting uh, more and more important. Also, uh, that that you you kind of like see that there is an online world and you can do a lot of things there. But in the in the end, you really need to get out and you need to mm -hmm. meet other people and talk to them. Yeah. in person to kind of like reflect up against because you, you don't know if even on fit life if they are real people true yeah and uh and and a lot of people have uh, virtual personas that where they live out uh, a side of themselves which is fine but if you are in the process of coming out it is something that's very hard to to to, to different and to 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 um uh, realize mm -hmm. so therefore I mean you can uh, you can meet a lot of nice uh, people online but uh, in the end I still think that is very very essential for, for a person coming out that you take that step and do it in real life Absolutely. because it's 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 just not the same in yeah no oh, I agree so what do you hope people will enjoy the most about the book I think that uh, it's it's a shortcut uh, that will give them uh, maybe like a, a, a way to to uh, another life if if that is what they are, are seeking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it will help them uh, realize uh, that uh, they don't need to uh, be afraid of uh, who they are and uh, mm-hmm. to, to be themselves. I mean, yeah. I think uh, that is what the book is ultimate about. It's just about coming out and exploring and looking around and you know trying to 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 put yourself in the world uh, as 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 who you really are yeah uh, to so, me that was a, a a big journey and and it took many years i mean i came out as i was uh, 30 and i had, i have knew that i was uh, into latex uh, since i was uh, in my early teens yep so um i had so much guilt and so much uh, <laughs> shame yeah, shame, and it was terrible. I mean, yeah. I, I think I even managed to throw out my whole wardrobe two times oh. before I kind of like acknowledge it, you know? Yeah, wow. I just, I just, I can't have this, and this is wrong, and this is not me, so I just took it all and threw it out. Oh. And then I started to buy new stuff, and then I <laughs> got a new wardrobe, and then I threw that out too. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it was just insane. So you've been single-handedly keeping the latex garment industry in business. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a big. It was like a couple of bags uh, hidden away uh, yeah. someplace, uh, dark place in 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 our apartment. <laughs> it was yeah. so. Uh, but but in the end, I'm 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 so so happy in that I, I I took the steps that I needed to take to be able to come out and to uh, embrace who I was and mm-hmm. uh, what I needed in my life to become happy. Yeah. And I hope that a lot of other people will. Um, feel like uh, my book can inspire or, or show them uh, a, a way to uh, obtain that and uh, what they need to find out what they need to do to, to, to get to that point yeah and I mean I would I would do it again in an instant yeah so would I there's just no other way and once the genie's out of the bottle I mean you can't you can't put it back in no you know and it's so much more fun to just live it freely I mean you don't have to you know broadcast it to the whole world if you're into it but just knowing that it's it's hardwired and there's literally nothing you can do to make it go away so you might as well just embrace it because it's so much fun 100 percent, and uh, it's it's i think um, a lot of people think is this a gift or is it a curse right yeah uh, yeah and and i definitely see it as a gift and yeah. it is so powerful if you can tap into your fetish and utilize that to uh, bring you joy and uh, pleasure and all these things in your life and mm-hmm. and and there's no shame in that yeah agreed now and I'm, I'm, i really go ahead oh no you go ahead i i really i really uh, can only advocate that that i mean uh, the, most of the time the 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 thing that is stopping people from reaching this is themselves right and yeah, uh, clearly yeah. Now I'm interested to know uh, why, in this sort of age of, of digital delivery and stuff, that you created an actual paper book. What what made you want to do go that route instead of just maybe publishing a uh, a PDF? But it is a PDF. It's only as a PDF. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, it's it's an ebook. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was actually a, like a hardcover book. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of people that would like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you know, uh, there you could potentially offer you know a paper version if they wanted to sort of you know pay for the printing. <laughs> exactly, I'm looking into that. Um, they have some uh, different uh, offers on uh, print on demand that I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to look into. Okay. But in the end, you know, then I need to find two vendors because uh, it needs to be in uh, in the states and right. in Europe and. So uh, I'm gonna see how I'm gonna go about that, but uh, at the moment it's only out as an ebook. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and uh, and I mean it is it is really uh, much more popular than I, than I could ever has imagined. Oh, that's wonderful uh, to hear. So I really had uh, three really 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 good days. I bet. And, and it's and just I, starting. And it's just starting, <laughs> and it's so amazing uh, to, uh, to to see how it developed from from here on. And I'm really looking forward to. Uh, seeing some more uh, reviews from people and getting mm. some feedback because you know you have been sitting for so so many months with uh, with this just uh, 
working with this and, and at, at some point you know just you, you just need some input and you're so down in it that you kind of like feel like you can't uh, see the forest for all the trees right yeah absolutely so it's nice to have the thing out and finally to get some uh, feedback absolutely what um when you were creating the book what kind of challenges did you face what was the most difficult part of putting it together Hmm. Or did it just did it just flow naturally? <laughs> I think I think it's it flowed uh, mm-hmm. pretty nicely. I mean, um, I uh, I kind of like put it into uh, different uh, groups and uh, different chapters where it was uh, where I thought it was important uh, to to address some issues, and then uh, at some point I also ask. Uh, my readers on my blog, and uh, they, they 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 replied with a lot of questions they had, and mm-hmm. I just took those, and then I kind of like saw what was the the most asked questions, and tried to make sure that all of those questions was uh, answered in my book. Right. So uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that that there's a lot to learn for uh, people who has not been uh, out of the closet and uh, have a lot of those questions. Um, they will find a lot of value in my book, that's for sure. Gotcha. Do you think there'll be a Rubber Life Part 2? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I definitely hope so. And and at the moment, I'm uh, pretty sure about it. Yeah. But uh, what's that going to be about? Well, I really hope that a lot of people is going to tell me what they want to know mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the what is beyond the rubber life? I mean, is it uh, that they want to l- hear about uh, more advanced play? Right. Or is it uh, <clears throat> just to step it up to another level? How to mm-hmm. make your own uh, clothing? Or, uh, how, sh- how to cut it? I mean, I- I'm open for suggestions, so people should just send me an email. Or I- I- I'm very uh, game to hear what-, what I should put in that book. I have some ideas myself, but uh, it would be nice to hear that from other people too. So maybe the first book is, you know, Rubber Life 101, and then the next one is like, you know, Rubber Life 300. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. advanced topics. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so if people are interested in, in finding out about the book or buying it, where can they find out about it? They should head to uh, rubberlife.com. Okay. That's and, it. Uh, there they can uh, click on a yellow button and buy the book and, and it uh, it's delivered instantly as a digital download. Download. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And your blog again is uh, lustlovelatex.com. That's right. Okay. And uh, now Latex Kitty has a her own blog too, doesn't she? Oh yeah, she has uh, makinglatexclothing.com. Right. I I just have to say that um that site has really helped me um as I start to learn how to make my own garments. Um, her tutorial on making latex leggings uh, was really great. I've actually, yeah. I've actually made four or five pairs now. <laughs> so, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, still love to hear that. Yeah, no, it's really, it's very well laid out and um, very descriptive. So I appreciate that she's doing that. Yeah, but she had, she had, had so much uh, response to mm-hmm. uh, to that exactly post. I mean, I think it was one of the first that she really came out with, mm-hmm. and it was really uh, uh, we we she got so much attention. I think she got like six thousand hits or something, eight thousand hits. Wow. Uh, two days on that, because Holy it's moly. it's 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 a fashion thing, and it just hit with the fashion uh, latex leggings was up, right. not the real latex legging, but the spandex version yeah. of what it is. They were up in the fashion, and so therefore, it just everybody just thought that that was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's of, all uh, kinds, yeah, there's all kinds of tutorials on there too about you know making ruffles and making a shirt, and uh, I think there's even like how to make a bow. Yeah. She's uh, she's 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 trying to put uh, some stuff up there. Both there's just some simple stuff and some mm-hmm. more. I'm sure you're gonna see uh, more from her uh, through times, uh, right. uh, and and the, the the blog will for sure grow to uh, to something uh, very 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 uh, a, a, a very powerful resource within mm-hmm. the matrix uh, scene. So yeah, I'm sure it will. So Wonderful. that's yeah, <clears throat> but. Uh, 
just to go back to the book, uh, I mean, it's a pleasure to have a, a partner that's into this. And the, the last section in my book, the last chapter, is actually about how you find a partner right. and how you establish yourself uh, online and uh, how to describe what you're into. And there are mm-hmm. some really good tips for, uh, for, for newcomers how to, uh, to, to build their own profile, how to find the right place where they can right. seek out and find partners. Um, and I, I think that's that that is you know like that thing that everybody they just really want right yeah and i like the little uh, call out to one of the pages the headline is don't be creepy can <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> creepy is weird with romantic intent i love that <laughs> yeah so yeah well i've uh I highly recommend it, and I think it's a great read, and, and I sure wish there was something like that when I was coming out. But uh, I guess we all have our own journey to take, and uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm living the, living the rubber life as well. So, yeah. And I wish you all the very best of luck and, and hope you sell um, millions of copies. Oh, I hope that too. <laughs> okay, well, thank then, you. Then, then, then there's going to be a lot of more people in the scene, yeah. and then it's going to be much more fun. Absolutely. And some of them will be because of you. So yeah, that's a good I hope thought. So. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much to my guests for their time and energy. You rock hard. Just a note to finish off, the Prima Fetishista and I have purchased our first house, hooray, and we'll be moving in February, so I can't say when the next podcast will be released. I do look forward to continuing the show from the new Fetish Dynasty headquarters, however, and appreciate your support of this project. Until then, remember, the difference between a gift and a curse is merely your perception. Embrace your kink. It's not like you can make it go away. So long, you bunch of perverts.